And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodger Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And welcome, everybody. Once again, this is this return edition here of the Mass Steel Podcast. Well, of course, yours truly, Charles Bryce Ritchie, as we're getting ready to recap free agency so far. And what else to look for in this year's uh, 2023 draft for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. So far, it's looking like a veteran squad so far uh, for the black and gold uh, as they have made some uh, noticeable signings and some key losses along the way, uh, which we'll discuss in a few moments. So, But I tell you what, though, right now, the Steelers for right now, as uh, we look at definitely uh, – but ain't afraid to be space money and some uh, quite uh, very savvy players. I mean, one of the guys that seems to feature that steps out uh, that catches the eye the most is, of course, uh, Patrick uh, Pearson, former Cardinal and Viking. We'll get to him in just a moment. But, I mean, uh, pretty much uh, right now, when you look at it, who will be uh, turning 33 this year. And you look at the average age of the signing so far, the Steelers have gotten, they're pretty much in their late 20s so far right now. And I got to tell you, I mean, just the additions they have on here, uh, definitely uh, turning into a veteran squad, but you got to really believe right now. I mean, is it fair to say that this season is all in, uh, knowing what they saw in Kenny Pickett being one of the first rookies uh, in NFL history who – was able to get two game-winning drives and back-to-back uh, fourth-quarter comebacks. I mean, in NFL as a quarterback, who became the first rookie quarterback in NFL history, engineer a game-winning touchdown pass in the final minute of the fourth quarter uh, in back-to-back games, first-ever rookie. So you got to believe right there. And with the Steelers finishing, of course, too, 9-8, and eight, I mean, this past season – I mean, you got to really believe that there's a lot of excitement in the air right now with this team. Uh, everything that's been put on them. I mean, of course, it's been a frustrating year, but I mean, all in all, I mean, Mike Tomlin avoided another uh, losing season. He still maintains above 500. I mean, this was a 16-game season. More likely, this 9-8 uh, would translate into eight victories as opposed to nine. But here we are. This is what it is. Omar Khan, uh, who, remember, uh, when he got hired a year ago, uh, I mean, just just saying what he was saying about doing things the Steeler way, I mean, basically trying to keep it similarly. I mean, when you think about everything and just everything, I mean, since he's been uh, taken over for a guy who's been at it for 22 seasons, of course, uh, Kevin Colbert, who's been around for a long while. And when we look at it, I mean, it's definitely uh, very interesting uh, right now. I mean, just which has been uh, going on here. But I mean, for the most part, 
I mean, he is definitely a guy. I mean, Omar Khan, a year ago, he said, I am ready for this challenge and grateful to continue the success we have had on the field during my first 21 years. I look to completing our football ops staff and working tirelessly to build another championship football team for Steeler Nation. I mean, and it has just uh, been incredible, I mean, for what he also said. I mean, it is just uh, – I mean, get ready to really take a look right now with him and Andy Weidel how they'll have this team under their scope and what they'll be able to do uh, for the moment. And Omar Khan right now, who is the eighth Steelers GM in uh, team history, I mean, right now. And we'll, we'll see what he does. I mean, Colbert, who hired him back as a scout in Detroit, uh, now he's going to really be a judge uh, real quickly. I mean, this year with his own team, I mean, going forward. And we'll, we'll see. But uh, I'll tell you this uh, for right now. I mean, uh, I mean, de he definitely right now has got a lot of work to do. Uh, he definitely uh, mentioned when he got hired last year, May, that there's not going to be a lot of change in how the Steelers did things from a front office perspective. And but at the same time, too, I remember, too, I mean, they're still a little optimistic about possibly being open to being a low tad aggressive in the draft, I mean, this year. And we shall see about that. And uh, let, let's get into some of the uh, the key losses, too, by the Steelers, uh, which was uh, last week. I mean, basically, uh, they uh, cut Miles uh, Jack right there. I mean, he didn't seem like to be a guy that was making uh, splash plays uh, for the Steelers, I mean, which is a shame because I, I really like the guy, to be honest with you. I mean, but the part is, I mean, they really expected this guy to be an impact uh, player, too. When you look at a guy like Miles Jack, he did lead the team in tackles. Yes, he only had three tackles for loss, a quarterback hit. But he was not able to force uh, turnovers or, or making interceptions and forcing fumble because – if you look at his career right there, he was able to do that when he was with his uh, six seasons in uh, Jacksonville, basically. And for him to try and do what he did uh, this year, I mean, for this team, definitely a little uh, disappointment to say, to say the least. And uh, Miles Jack, I really felt like uh, right there, disappointing uh, signing, uh, looking back at it. I mean, I thought he did his job tackling, but of course, there's got to be a lot more to it for them right there. So, I mean, Miles Jack, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it was fun for a year, but I mean, at the same time, too, right now, I mean, they're going to be tabbed with a $3.25 million uh, cap hit and saved about $8 million in cap space. He was a good contributor when healthy, but he battled nagging injuries late, including a groin injury that limited his mobility. According to Jerry Dulac, Miles Jack's uh, troublesome knee injuries, along with his $8 million salary and $11.2 million salary cap in 2023, made him expendable, according to sources uh, from the Steelers. I mean, he only started 13 games and uh, led his team in uh, tackles with 104. Cameron Wolf of NFL Network reported also, too, last week that uh, linebacker uh, Elendon uh, Roberts uh, he, uh, uh, for this year, 
was uh, signing uh, with the team a two-year deal. And uh, his uh, deal, Orlando Roberts, uh, he had two-year deal, $7 million, uh, $3.5 million per average with a 2.335 uh, guaranteed. He'll only be accounting for over $2.3 million uh, cap hit uh, this year. I mean, uh, coming in. And you look at two, I mean, which also about the question, uh, Devin Bush. Devin Bush, now remember, they did not pick up his fifth-year option when the Steelers moved up 10 spots to draft, draft him four years ago. And here we go. He's with the Seattle Seahawks right now. He is a loss, not really much of an impact player. Uh, I guess almost a lot of people will view this guy, fair say or not, as a bust. I mean, he signs a one-year, three-and-a-half-million-dollar uh, deal uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, Bush has just not been the same uh, since his uh, injury. I mean, he started off uh, a firestorm in his rookie season, 109 uh, tackles. But then ever since then, when he was fully healthy, uh, he was just not really the same guy, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, the most you could do, like, tackling-wise, uh, and where he started 14 out of 17 games last year, he had only uh, 81 uh, tackles for the year, too. And if you look at a guy like Devin Bush, too, I mean, where he was kind of like uh, – in the doghouse, really think about it. Remember, he started, I mean, basically all 14 games up until the Carolina Panthers game. The rest of the way, the final three games of the season, he did not start. He was basically coming off the bench. So that was a telltale sign, too. Now that they did not pick up his fifth-year option, but him not starting the final three games against teams uh, like the Raiders, the Ravens, and the Browns was definitely uh, very uh, telling in that game right there. And see – what was just happening right there? I mean, the Steelers right there, I mean, who were able to just uh, keep their season alive, believe it or not, after being 2-6 and six, to a playoff team somehow, uh, possibly, with some help. And you, you had all right there for everything that was just uh, going on uh, with this team. And uh, and Cam Sutton, too, he's another one, too. That's going to be another loss, I feel. I mean, if you're looking at the Steelers' losses so far in free agency, I mean, right now, Cam Sutton, him going to the Detroit Lions, where Kevin Colbert was feeling pretty good about their situation, about re-signing him, he signs a three-year, $33 million uh, deal with the Detroit Lions right there. I mean, 11 uh, on average. $22.5 million uh, total guaranteed. Then Sutton, I mean, who's definitely been a, a solid nickel corner for this team, uh, drafted 94th overall in the 2017 NFL draft in the third round. He has been remarkable for this team. Now, granted, he has not shaped up into a pro bowler, but, I mean, these nickel sub packages, I mean, he had his career high of interceptions this year uh, with three. The last two years, he, he was heating up. He had two in 2021 and three uh, this past season. I mean, he also had a career high with 15 pass deflections right there. So, I mean, I would love to see him maintain in the black and gold, but, I mean, young man, go get that money, I mean, right now. I mean, what's best the question right now? I mean, we look at some of the top pro prospects in this draft. There are plenty of quarterbacks available. I would not be surprised if it's here going to be a corner 
defensive end or tackle, to be honest, you, or maybe wide receiver, too. I mean, people are looking to, I mean, Jordan Addison, I mean, would that be the team? But I tell you what, I mean, definitely tackles on the edge. And we'll come back to that a little bit later on. But I'd like to hear your thoughts. Uh, what do you think Steelation has been the most bitter loss this year? That's going to be a tough pill to swallow. I mean, would you say right now, and I'll pull, pull up, would you say it would be uh, Cam Sutton uh, signing with the Detroit uh, Lions? Robert Spillane going with the uh, Vegas Raiders? I mean, and that's all I can think of. I mean, not really Malik Reed or Devin Bush. I mean, I'd probably say those two. Which one hurts most so far right now? I would definitely put the money uh, right now. If you're to ask me, I'd probably have to say Cam Sutton. That one's going to be uh, probably a little bit more painful going into this season right there. But then again, right now, too, you do need offense to compete. But I would try and focus on a tackle right now if they could get one best available, too. Uh, basically. And uh, another thing is, too, uh, Josina Harrison mentioned, too, Steelers have preliminary interest in bringing back edge rusher Bud Dupree if they deem he's healthy, according to a source. Dupree's name has definitely come up in pit. Uh, we'll see if they end up together once he sorts out his market followers release uh, from Tennessee. That's going to be a real interesting one right there. I mean, Bud Dupree uh, right there, who has not been able to stay uh, healthy uh, due to injuries right there, and also had, like, uh, his – was heating up in his uh, performance in his final two seasons uh, with the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers right there. I mean, he was making a nice tandem, I mean, of course, with uh, T.J. Watt. I mean, he had 11 and a half sacks in 2019 and then 8 in 2020 before he went on to sign uh, his – five-year deal of $82.5 million with a $16 million signing balls, $33.75 million uh, total guaranteed for this one. And that I'll definitely want to like uh, keep an eye out for right there because Bud Dupree, the interesting thing is right now, with a guy like Alex Smith heating up, Alex Smith seems to be uh, definitely opening it up, uh, wanting to uh, come back, I mean, basically – and uh, he definitely uh, made a hit uh, returning, basically. According to uh, Ramon Foster right there, uh, Ramon Foster, the, the, the Bud Dupree received a text message from Ramon Foster during his live show. And his response left, you might believe he's headed back to the bird. And when Foster asked Dupree if he's coming back to Pittsburgh, he left uh, two emojis with a shh. And a, a smile, a smiley face, and a shh right there. And I gotta be honest with you, I mean, that's, uh, I would not be ruling that one out. Still a little wait and see right there. But even if he does come back, I mean, is he gonna even stay, be part of the 53 man roster where everything shakes out? No, but the pre, I would love to have him back. I think he's definitely thuts within the system. Uh, just remember, too, you're gonna be having a new uh, defensive. Uh, coordinator right now I mean with this team I mean when you look at everything I mean with the Steelers and I mean as you look at I mean you're going to be having Terrell Austin right there and Brian Flores has moved on right now so I, w I would like to think right now I mean, there's some familiarity 
I mean, there ain't no Keith Butler anymore, but I mean, I thought he did well under Keith right there. I mean, having uh, played together, and he was just definitely a real good guy. And Bud Dupree, I mean, who definitely just missed out on playing with Dick LeBeau, uh, came in that following season after he was let go. So we'll wait and see on that. Now, uh, right now, too, uh, let's go into some other stuff. Patrick Pearson right now, uh, former eight-time Pro Bowl uh, quarterback, a three-time uh, All-Pro, aside the two-year contract per source, uh, report Adam Schefter. He'll be 33 uh, this season right there. Uh, his number, uh, he was toying with the idea of uh, wearing uh, number seven since uh, that was a number he wore when he was uh, – in high school, but he's got number 20 as confirmed by prior. That was at the end of last week. Uh, Pearson says Kenny Pack is a Kenny Pick is a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Game recognizes Graham, great, no greats. Listen to the man. According to Pro Football Reference, Pearson, by the way, he has allowed pass ratings of 78.6 and 79.7 in his coverage the past two seasons in Minnesota. He had six interceptions and 20 uh, PBUs in that period. He'll be entering his 11th season. And and when being asked about being a fan of uh, Mike T, teams have been prepared to play any given team, given football team, even if they outmatched on paper, he's going to have his team prepared to fight. Now, listen, I love the veteran presence they're uh, having in here. I mean, right now, so far in free agency, I mean, when you look at some of the new additions right there, too, Cole Holcomb, who definitely seems to be uh, excited coming over from Washington, uh, wanted to be part of the Steelers with the terrible towels right there. Uh, you also got Nate Herbrig at uh, guard right there coming from the New York uh, Jets. And then you also got Landon uh, Roberts. I, I got to tell you right now, my only concern is, like I said, this is more uh, like a veteran team right now. I mean, pretty much going into their late 20s. It's very surprising, too. I mean, when they would usually sign younger people, uh, as they would, and uh, my thoughts right now, I'm thinking right now they're buying into their mindset that they're viewing themselves as a Super Bowl team. That's still ways to go. I think there'll definitely be a playoff contending team this year, definitely so. But Super Bowl, I don't know. But, I mean, these moves would definitely clearly indicate, I mean, if you were to ask me, that they're, they ain't waiting around. They believe they could get back in this. I mean, they got a guy with Kenny Pickett. See how Franco Harris does rebounding uh, from his injury, too, by the way. And then also, I mean, with your uh, backup at your running position, too, for this year, I mean, Jalen Warren, I mean, who did a solid job this year. He had 379 yards. Now, he had better yards on average, but, I mean, of course, uh, Najee Harris was still the guy. He still managed to rush for over a thousand uh, yards, seven touchdowns. I mean, and then also too for he led the team in touchdowns all together in scrimmage with uh, seven uh, running and three uh, caught. At the end of the day, uh, Najee stole the guy right there. I wonder how much uh, you know Jalen Ward's workload is going to pick up this year to kind of help assist with that. 
Now, uh, back to Alex Highsmith on the reunion of uh, Bud Dupree. Uh, he said if it were to happen, that would definitely be a three-headed monster for sure. Uh, where he was here, my locker was actually right next to his, so that was pretty cool. Him and TJ, both of them were just very helpful in bringing me up my rookie year and just helped me to get better. Even when he went down my rookie year with his injury, he was still encouraging me and telling me things and meaning and stuff like that. End quote. So once again, your thoughts. How would you grade this uh, free agency period so far as we lead into the draft? I mean, a scale of one to ten. I'm going to go ahead uh, right now. I'm going to have to give this a B minus. I'm not going to give it a C, but I think a B minus is uh, fair right now. I'm still a little skeptic with some of the aging players. But then again, I mean, how much of these uh, guys would end up uh, being cut uh, right there, too? I mean, and usually the way a lot of these contracts, too, are like, Set up to, I mean, depending what the max is, usually like around like uh, that last year would usually be the option where they'll probably cut ties. And with them, a lot of these two year contracts is usually the the first year plus the option in uh, general cases, such as uh, Patrick Pearson. Uh, leave me your thoughts. Again, you can follow me on Twitter, MSSteelCGR, and on Instagram, MSSteelNation. Let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up real quick. Now, Bob Papiani. I uh, mentioned that the Steelers have brought many inside offensive line pieces the last two years. Uh, guards, center, more guards. He tends to believe more players that could provide edge protection for Kenny Pickett, which I totally agree with. I mean, Kenny Pickett still has got a way to go in the past game, but to do what he was doing back-to-back games in the final minute of the fourth quarter, you got to keep this guy a little bit clearer. He got 27 – he got sacked 27 times. I mean, basically, and you can imagine the quarterback hits he endured along the way. But just three uh, fourth-quarter comebacks and four game-winning drives, pretty remarkable uh, start for his uh, rookie career to get going. Now, I mean, the only thing definitely to work on, too, is just throwing a little bit better under pressure. He had seven touchdowns and nine interceptions. Uh, definitely a concern right there. Still had a solid uh, passing percentage as the season went on, 63% of his passes. Now, he only, I mean, uh, started 12 out of 13 uh, games. And if you give him a few more games, he's definitely on target for like about a little over 3,000 yards uh, passing for the season. And I, I will definitely uh, feel that. But Kenny Pickett, I definitely feel like he's the future. So uh, time to tell how he does in year number two. But here are the five uh, tackle prospects uh, that go in the first uh, round there, you got like five projected gold this year, with nine being the top 100. And we're going to go over two of them today. Uh, once again, I believe I said this in my last podcast, but look at Spear Skoronsky of Northwest, uh, 6.73 year one starter. He spent his college years, uh, man the quarterback's blindside tackle, but the body type and set and skill set are begging for a move to guard where he can play his best football as a pro. He's brought across his upper and lower body, but he has short arms. Skoronsky plays with. Uh, deft blend of technique, feeling power as a run blocker, and is capable of thriving in any run blocking scheme. His lack of strength can be a problem against stab and charge, bull rushers, and edge speed. A move inside would mitigate those concerns. If he could get his protection anchor sorted out, uh, he has the run blocking talent to become an instant star and the tight fought like guard. And to be honest with you, I would like uh, Skaronsky right there. But to be honest with you, one guy who I think would definitely uh, 
be a nice guy too. And I think the Bears will get this guy for Justin Fields if he's hanging around at number nine. Now, remember, the Chicago Bears, uh, they trade out the number one overall spot. I think they went a little bit too low in the first round. Instead of games, remaining the top three, yellow in the top five, they moved to the 10th overall spot by switching uh, with the Carolina Panthers. Basically, they're going to be uh, getting their ninth overall pick, and then plus they get uh, the sixth first overall pick in the second round, and then they get uh, next year's uh, first-round pick from the Panthers and a second-round pick the following year with D.J. Moore. Now, D.J. Moore seems to be the X factor in all this where he could be a legit uh, potential number one receiver, I mean, for the Bears with Justin Fields. I think that's a mistake what the Bears did, but, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they're still in the first round. They're looking to maximize value. I still argue they should have they, – they could have made a deal on draft day. I think they could have got a little bit more value. I, I just feel like it was kind of rushed. But Paris Johnson, like I said, who I think could be a fit with the Bears, but the Steelers take him. He's an eventual plus star, graded at 6.39. He's a long athletic tackle, need of additional technique work, but processing the straights become a long-time star on the left side. Still needs to fill out his frame and need, and should get stronger. Uh, he's much better as a move blocker than man blocker, but he can bridge that gap with more coaching. So those are the two guys right there to address. I would probably say right now, if I were to choose, I'd probably go with Pierce. I mean, uh, Paris Johnson, I, I would say. That'd be the guy I stuck, I w- I'll stick with. I believe I said that in my last episode. I'll stick with him for right now if I'm going to go tackle. Now, quarterbacks, these two choices. Uh, Christian Gonzalez of Oregon, he was great at 6.7. You're one starter. Explosive outside quarterback processing a rare speed of physical and athletic traits. He plays with fluid hips and blazing top-end speed which should help him match against top-end targets in the future. He can rough up the release or use mirror-match footwork from pass-man coverage. He has all the tools to become a highly capable route shadow. Now, his technique will get away from him at times, and he doesn't play with the level of instincts or ball skills that should have that should make heavy ball production automatic. Now, his test numbers could send his draft skyrocketing, but the ingredients are a present to become a fear cornerback one if he plays to his gifts. Now, another one to, I mean, for the quarterbacks, we're hearing this name a lot coming up right now, Joey Porter Jr. And right now, I mean, Mike Florio tends to believe that he would be available uh, for the Steelers should they decide to uh, draft him. I mean, uh, basically, I mean, and you look at where the Steelers are uh, – Set up in the draft. I mean, once again, right now, I mean, given the fact that uh, the compensatory picks have been already uh, set up, Steelers right now, uh, by the way, who have uh, two first-round uh, picks right now, they own the 32nd overall pick uh, from the Bears. Uh, that'd be interesting to see if they could uh, get him right there. But right now, I mean, according to Tankathon, they're looking at them getting a safety in Brian Branch and Cam Smith at corner 32. And then they tackle and wide receiver. I mean, which is a uh, ludicrous in my opinion. 
and they have uh, seven picks uh, this year for this year's uh, draft. And uh, for right now, I, I would definitely uh, like Joey Porter Jr., uh, to be honest with you. Now, he's definitely uh, got some uh, work to do. But, I mean, at the same time, too, I'm not sure. Because, I mean, his uh, dad admitted, too, that he needed to have just a little bit, slight better job, what he was doing. But, I mean, you look at a guy like Joey Porter Jr., who played uh, four seasons at Penn State. And uh, he's only had one interception in his four seasons. But, I mean, he was able to have a career high in pass deflections, uh, which jumped up uh, seven from his uh, previous two seasons in his sophomore junior year. He is a 6.43, I mean, which is uh, basically a good starter within uh, two years, I mean, for this team. And I would like to see right now, because I, I don't know. I mean, Joey Porter Jr. would sound nice. But to be honest, I would not be surprised if that's their second pick right there. Will he be available with the Steelers' additional first-round uh, pick? I mean, he is – he has the most physical reroutes in this year's draft. Hand usage help, His hand usage helps cover when his feet are late. And his recovery late swat way will be catches underneath. And he closes catch space when he's in his position. Uh, his weaknesses: noticeable delay in transitions from pass, and struggles to slide and match release quickness. There you have it. Now, before we uh, wrap up real quickly, I wanted to go over this uh, list right here. Andrew Filippone, a ninety-three-seven fan, put out a list right here, and how he ranked every Steelers first-round pick uh, ever in the Steelers draft history under. Uh, Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert. And here's what he's got. He's got Kenny Pickett at number one, followed by T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro, Lawrence Timmons, Ryan Shazier at number seven, followed by Bud Dupree, Rashard Mendenhall, uh, Terrell Evans, Najee Harris, uh, Hood, Burns, Jones, and Bush. Uh, Devin Bush, that would be. And I will say this. I would swap Pickett with Castro, and I would have a go Watt, Hayward, Pouncey, DeCastro, then Pickett. And I just feel like right now, I mean, those guys have proven track records right there with the Pro Bowls and all pros, especially T.J. Watt. I mean, he's already a defensive player of the year, and both him and Hayward are the top – or like leaders in franchise history of uh, sacks. I believe Hayward has a slight edge, but – Pouncey, too. I mean, he's also tied with four others for the second most Pro Bowls with nine. And you talk about a guy like Franco Harrison company. I mean, basically, I mean, it's a pretty good, solid, legit list right there. I mean, when, when you look at it, I mean, I mean, the people he is tied with, he's tied with Jack Splat, Jack Lambert, Mike Webster, Franco Harris, and Ernie Stautner with nine Pro Bowls. Mean Joe Green still holds a record with 10. So that would be my argument right there. But anyway, uh, to just wrap up, uh, what do you think? Lamar Jackson, is he still worth over $200 million? I mean, guaranteed or just paying-wise. And people, like it or not, he's going to still be a reminder of the outlier of the Cleveland Browns set that other owners would be hesitant to do to pay over $230 million 
fully guaranteed. What do you think? Will he be back with the Baltimore Ravens? Like I said, I do feel like he definitely deserves over $200 million fully guaranteed. I'm not sure about $230 million, especially with the injuries last two years. To be dismissive of him missing his foul six games back-to-back seasons approximately, like to ignore that, I, I don't I don't get it. I mean, he could still do a lot, but at the same time, too, the big matter is, I mean, he has only one playoff victory. So I'll be interested to see if they'd be able to like uh, shorten the deal right there where they give him like a short contract. I mean, basically, I mean, where he will be uh, satisfied. I mean, will it be a, uh, I don't know, like a four or five year deal? I mean, basically, I will probably just do two hundred uh, million. I- I'm not really sure what the schematics, but to be honest, here, I think he definitely deserves like around forty-five, forty-seven uh, million annually. I mean, for the most part. I mean, when you look at it, and you just look at the quarterback market right there too. I mean, for average. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has most at 50 million. That's Russell Wilson at 48.5. Then you got Kyler Murray at 46. So I think he's definitely better than uh, Kyler Murray. I would definitely try and give him somewhere like around 47 million on on average. And then what about Aaron Rodgers? And going to the New York Jets. Seems to be a matter of time. The more the Packers seem to keep winning, it seems like it seems to favor the Jets right there. Is a shoe that this gets complete? We shall see. But anyway, uh, like once again, leave me your thoughts, concerns. Again, you can follow me on social media on Twitter at MSTLCGR and on Instagram MSTLNation. Hope I really had a great St. Patrick's Day weekend. I sure did. I was out in Minnesota visiting my sister. And also, real quick before I sign off, I want to say a special shout out to uh, Kathy Joel uh, Blend, I believe it was. Uh, she was one of the moderators on uh, Facebook. Uh, basically who just uh, passed away right there and uh, she she passed away from stage 4 uh, cancer uh, if you feel free go check her out on, on Facebook she, Capitol Blend. she was one of the moderators for Steelers uh, Nation and many other groups uh, sweetheart of a lady and I just want to send my condolences to her and her family loved one family and friends and uh, just sad loss. Make sure you ever cherish every moment. And as we go, here we go, Sears, here we go. I gone.